Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we are in part three of a sermon called Speak to the Mountain. And oh, what a great, great passage of Scripture we're studying today. We're in Mark chapter 11. We are talking about how Jesus has put a curse on the fig tree. We're talking about the cleansing of the temple. And we're talking about how all of this leads to a new way of praying. This all leads to a new relationship with God. And now we come to this amazing invitation that Jesus says, when you pray, you don't go to the temple. You don't sacrifice animals. You don't do it the old way. No, you know what Jesus is going to say? When you pray, you believe that you receive. Oh, what an invitation. We're going to break it all down today. We're going to explain clearly what Jesus meant when he said such beautiful words that we can speak to the mountains of our lives and say, be cast into the sea. Each phrase matters. Each word is important. And we're going to discover it all today. I'm so thankful that you're listening. Hey, are you a podcast listener? If you subscribe to various podcasts, then I want to invite you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. If you enjoy our broadcast schedule, then I know you would love our weekly sermon schedule. And these are the sermons that I preach every week out of the pulpit of Preaching Christ Church. My podcast channel is simply called Awakened to Grace Weekly Sermons. So subscribe today. Leave us a five-star review and keep current with the sermons that we preach week in and week out at Preaching Christ Church. Well, I'm glad you're listening today to this broadcast of Awakened to Grace as we take God's Word. We rightly divide it into our lives, and it builds our faith. I know today's sermon is going to greatly strengthen your faith. You'll learn how to speak to the mountains in this edition of Awaken to Grace. Because, friends, it's not religion, it's not systems, it's not ceremonies, it's not rituals. It is faith in a good God. That's the foundation on which we ask God to intervene in our life. So note what he says. Go, go back with me to verse 23. If any man says to this mountain. Now what's a mountain? In the Old Testament, mountains represented difficulties. Anybody remember what was said to Zerubbabel in Zechariah 4, 7? Who are you, O mountain? To stand against Zerubbabel. Who are you, O difficulty? <laughs> oh, let me tell you, you can speak to your problems today. You can speak to your difficulties today. See, I don't know about you. I find it fascinating that Jesus tells us to pray in verse 24, but he don't tell us to pray in verse 23. He says, speak to the mountain. If anyone says to the difficulty, if anyone says to the problem, be cast into the sea, it'll be done. Now, why does God say that? I want you to think about this. Out of all of God's creation, 
I mean even out of the stars and out of the moon and the planets and out of all the climate and the atmosphere and agriculture and animals and out of everything that God has ever created on this planet. Let me ask you a question. What has the ability to just like God think and articulate and communicate and speak out our thoughts? Only those of us who are created in the very image of God. Amen? Don't you tell me that we are part of an animal kingdom. Oh, no, 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 my friend. We are created in the very image of God. Amen? Because of that, how did God create the world? He spoke it into existence. And this is the kind of dominion. This is the kind of authority that Jesus gives us to speak. Not pray to it. And not pray about it. But to speak to it. Why? Because when you do that, you step into the rightful authority that God has given you. For as many as believe On him to them gave he the right, the power to become the children of God. And you're right in your authority. This is not about religion anymore. It's not about rituals or systems. It's about having that closeness with God Almighty, that our faith is not in faith itself. Our faith is not in our prayers. Our faith is not in our our doing it right. Our faith is not in cracking some code. Our faith is not that God is a genie in a bottle. It's not that I want to manipulate God. It's that I am going to simply take God at His word. What is faith? Faith is fully trusting in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. What's real faith? It's when I don't lean on my own understanding, but I lean into God as hard as I can, and I rest in Him, and I trust in Him, and I say, God, I can't control the outcome. I don't know how things are going to shake out, but God, I know that You're above it all, and I know that my faith is in You alone, and therefore I take Your authority, and I take Your dominion, and I speak to this mountain to go in Jesus' name. Hmm. I think a lot of times we're waiting on God to do really big things. And I think a lot of times God's waiting on us to act in obedience. And what is obedience? To speak to the difficulty. To not accept it. To not let Satan slap you around at his will. No, you resist him and he'll flee from you. Amen? I know in my heart, and I want to say this pastorally. There are many of you right now that you're losing ground that's already been won by Jesus. And the reason you're losing it is because you've settled for whatever Satan wants to do in your life. You've settled for a bad marriage. 
You've settled for your children being wayward and prodigals. You've settled for things. You know what this verse does? It engages me in the work of God. It engages you in the work of God. What is God's responsibility? God's responsibility is to do things that I humanly can't do. But what is my responsibility? To also do things I cannot humanly do. And that's put my faith in God and to speak to the mountain. A lot of us are sitting on our hands saying whenever God moves, He'll move. Whenever God works, He'll work. Whenever God changes things, He'll change things. Whenever God answers my prayer, He'll answer my prayer. Whenever God feels like it, He'll feel like it. And we just sit here like we have no skin in the game. No, my friend, you are to speak to the mountain. You've got skin in the game. And most of us who are waiting on God, I think God's really waiting on us. Can we say amen today? All right. Speak to the mountain. Don't doubt in your heart. And to be thrown into the sea. Where's your sin? <laughs> he casts them as far as the east as to the west and buries them in the depths of the sea. You know where your problems are to go? The same place your sin went. And let me tell you, you stop settling for sin, you'll stop settling for problems. And that's when your life will change. That's when transformation will come into your praying. You have to engage the fight. You have to engage. Speak to the mountain. Verse 24. Note what he says. Therefore, here's the conclusion. When you pray, believe that you receive. Now, I love this because this is not the natural order. If you ever hear me as your pastor teach you anything, understand this. Faith is not logical. You'll, you'll never reconcile logic with faith because faith is a realm that is above logic. Say, Chad, explain that. Well, let me explain it with Isaiah. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are far above our thoughts. Now, come on, right? If everything depended on your logic, then why would you need God? No, it's... God's way, not my way. And God's way is different than our way. See, my way would be this. Ask, I receive, and then it builds my faith. Ask, receive, let me see the proof in the pudding, and then I'll believe. Show me the money. Let me see the proof in the pudding. Isn't that man's way? But no, 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 no. Do you know what God's way is? Faith is a reverse order. Faith is you ask, and then you believe. <laughs> then you say, no, no, God is the proof in the pudding. I don't even need the outcome when I have God. My faith is not in the outcome. My faith is in God. You understand what I'm saying? I ask, I believe. Why? Because those who come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, right? 
then I receive. But see, most of us got the order reversed. We're asking, thinking when we receive it, then we'll believe it. Friends, you'll never have it. Because you're not doing it God's order. You have to ask, believe, and then, then you receive. And you say, oh, but Chad, now when, when do I receive? Well, let me, let, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell us Americans something. Can I speak to us for a minute? God isn't Amazon Prime. God does not answer your prayers like you ordered a package from Amazon Prime. Sometimes you got to tarry. Sometimes you got to wait on God. Amen? But God is in the waiting. Sometimes you got to be patient and you got to let patience have her good work within you. James chapter 1. You got to let patience have its full effect in you. But see, that doesn't change your belief. That doesn't change your believing. See, I believe with all my heart, God is going to open these eyes. Now, see, I've already received it. There's, apart from the daily obedience that I'm to walk in, there's nothing else to do. I've received it. Now, when it arrives, when it manifests, when it happens, when these scales come off and God does whatever, however, the Lord is going to do this creative miracle. I, I can't give you all those details, but here's what I know. It doesn't change what I believe because my belief is not in the outcome. My belief is in the object. My belief is in the source of the outcome, which is God. And now like David, seeing See, King David said, I wait for you all the day long. Oh, I used to be so impatient. I was the most impatient man you had ever met. It it, it frustrated me how impatient I was. But through this, you know what the Lord continues to bear in my life? The fruit of patience. You know what I do now when I get impatient? I used to drive fast, walk fast. I did everything fast. Now I'm <laughs> Now I have to wait for people. And it's so frustrating. I'll be sitting in the car waiting on my kids, waiting on Sadie. I can feel my blood pressure going up right now. (laughs) And you know what I'll picture? You may think this is so silly. But you know what I'll picture in my mind? I'll picture a a great old big apple or peach of just patience. And in my mind, I'll just take a bite. You know why? Because you know what I've learned? Patience is sweet. It tastes sweet. It tastes good to not always be angry. Not always be frantic. Not always be in a hurry. Not always feel like everything has to be perfect and at your fingertips and in line. It tastes good to not worry about things. 
It's that fruit of patience. God doesn't work like Amazon. And your prayers aren't always going to come on the next day. They're not always going to ship to your front door. But listen, that don't change our believing. And neither does that change our receiving. Our receiving. You believe and you receive. Not because, not because you deserve anything. But because God is who He says He is. When your faith, what, it, what do I mean? When your trust is in God and nothing else. You will have the ability to ask, and what an invitation that is, to believe, and how special that is, and then to receive. As I close today, the rest of the chapter is going to deal with the authority of Jesus. They're going to question his authority. And as we go next week into chapter 12, we're going to see a man that Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom. Well, I can't wait to teach that. But today I want to ask you, where's your faith? In some odd way, is your faith in how you pray? Some of you feel like if you would pray better like other people can pray, that God would hear you more. No. Is your faith in your behavior thinking that if you could just get it right for once, maybe God would answer it? No. Friends, your faith must be in God and Him alone. And you say, Chad, what do you mean by that? Here's what I mean. That God is who God says He is and God will do the things that God says He will do. When your trust is in God is who He says He is and God will do what He says He will do. That's when you will have faith in God. Maybe Jesus needs to cleanse some things out of you today. Maybe you need to turn Him loose in your heart and give Him full access to your life. Maybe He needs to cleanse your thought life. Some of you should be mighty embarrassed by the things that's on your phone, the secrets you keep, the lies you tell. Jesus wants to cleanse you today. And see, when we walk out of this building today and we shut the lights out, God's not hanging out here all week he's inside of you so when you scroll your phone that's God looking at your phone when you open the door to that affair you're subjecting the Holy Spirit to such things because he lives within you when you settle for anger and frustrations you bring the Holy Spirit into that let God cleanse you today 
Because God don't dwell in temples made by hands. God wants to dwell in you. And you know what the amazing thing is about God being in you? (laughs) You see, now when you pray, your prayers aren't trying to travel umpteen, umpteen, umpteen miles. No. You're praying to the God who dwells here. The God who lives within you. The God who can comfort you as no one can comfort you. The God who can provide for you as no one can provide. The God who can soothe you. Who can love you. You're praying to a God who's near you. Emmanuel. God with us. Why in the world would we not want to be cleansed when we host the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Your spirit will not always strive with man, Lord, but in this day, in this hour, in this church age, your Holy Spirit lives within us. What a gift. Don't let me abuse that, Lord. Don't let me neglect it. Don't let me take it for granted. But like Psalms 139, know me, Jesus. Search me. See if there is any wicked way within me and oh God Psalms 51 cleanse me cleanse me I want to be your dwelling let me have faith in you and all of your goodness Let me pray. Let me ask and seek and knock. And before I ever see the result, before I ever see the answer to the prayer, let me glorify you and let me please you in the believing and the receiving of such great things. God publicly publicly I take this issue of blindness this issue where I have laid down in the green pastures I have drank beside the still waters you have restored my soul God, while I am mighty content, while I have the joy of the Holy Spirit, I ask, I believe, and I receive physical 2020 eyesight. I call those things that are not as though they were in the name of Jesus.
There are many different ways you can connect to Awaken to Grace in a more personal way. First, visit our website, awakentograce.com. Second, you can subscribe to our podcast, Awakened to Grace with Chad Roberts. Third, you can download our free mobile app. Simply search Awakened to Grace wherever you get your favorite apps. And lastly, send me an email directly. It's simply Pastor Chad Roberts at gmail.com.